Episode 232 of the Anarchist News Podcast, a digest and or conversations on anarchist activity, ideas, and comments from the previous week on anarchistnews.org. First off, I disagree. Whatever you may think of anarchy, we are differently disoriented. Disagree with me in defense. The degradation of anarchy is not a steady unified decay. Many lives come and go. Some fast, some linger. Living is dying is falling. Gallo dancing at a necktie party. An occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Then all is darkness and silence. Posthumous speech is not posthuman. Least of all the speech of the Mormon. Posthumous anarchism is not post-anarchism. Least of all moribund anarchism. You can't kill an idea but it can kill you, changing in everything but form. A doppelganger who asks, how long do you mean to be content? Dominant chord, expectancy of resolution. Discord, attention tightens. Révolution, guillotine, répression, potence, résistance. Taught eulogy is all one could hope for. Void of subastral novelty. Repetition is unavoidable. Words are superfluous. The tree is already long enough. We mean different things, whether we say the same. Misunderstanding whether speaking in our own tongue or each other's. Theoretical frameworks are scaffolds. We fall, whether we stood united or divided. Which platform could ever unite us so that we all stand and fall together? The gallows. Points of disunity in the threshold of severance as follows. Zero. Everything. What's new this week? Critical Theory and Ursula Le Guin's Always Coming Home. From intlibecosoc.wordpress.com, aka Notes Toward an International Libertarian Eco-Socialism. This is apparently the blog of Javier Sethnes, who has had other posts about anarchy and science fiction on Anarchist News in the past. This is from the 9th Biennial International Herbert Marcuse Conference, 
on the panel Ecology and Revolution, so it's got full Frankfurt School and full academic cred. I refuse to accept that those are the same thing. Most of this is an explanation of the book Always Coming Home, a post-civ as opposed to anti-civ utopia, the way that Le Guin does utopias. Quote, Le Guin was an anarcho-feminist who was well-versed in the writings of Bookchin, Kropotkin, and presumably also Tolstoy. I am unaware of her having read or directly engaged the critical theorists of the Frankfurt School. Nonetheless, they were contemporary radicals for many years, and many of the concerns raised in Always Coming Home closely parallel the critical analyses made by Eric Fromm and Herbert Marcuse. Indeed, Le Guin all but cites Fromm's The Sane Society when she concludes that what we call strength the condor calls sickness. What we call success, it calls death. Here, I will briefly examine three common themes found in Le Guin from Anne Marcuse's social theories, the dialectical analysis of technology, the avowal of feminist humanism, and the framing of psychosexual sadomasochism and political authoritarianism as dynamic systems, unquote. Did I mention academic? Francisco Solar is ill. From buscandolacalle.wordpress.com. This is bad news about Francisco's health, at least partly as a result of multiple hunger strikes in solidarity with others that he did last year. And of course, the cover-up and neglect by prison officials. Quote, after a slow recovery, continuous cramps, excessive thirst, weight loss, Francisco requested medical examinations after being transferred to the prison of Rancagua. It was not until September 22nd that these examinations were carried out and he was hospitalized urgently. The diagnosis? Advanced diabetes with 700 milligrams of glucose that is on the verge of a diabetic coma. After achieving a minimum stabilization, he was returned to Module 2, where despite the two doses of insulin administered daily by the doctors, prisoners in a restrictive manner, he still did not achieve normal glucose parameters. Unquote. Is now losing vision. We can do things. Things can be done. Rudolf Rocker, an anarchist rabbi in London. From redpepper.org UK, a magazine and website of leftist politics and culture by David Lobina. This is pretty much just a going over of Rocker's memoirs about his time in London and his embrace of Jewish radicals and their embrace of him, though he was a Catholic. Quote, Rocker's immersion in East London's Jewish community was to be comprehensive. At a political event in the East End, he met his lifelong companion, Millie Whitkop, an activist from a very religious Jewish family from the Ukraine, who had also made use of the Victorian right of asylum, eventually bringing her family over to London. Millie's anarchism, as well as her partnership with Rocker, would estrange her from her family for a time. They had a son in 1907, Rocker's second, and lived in Stepney Green until they left London for good in 1918. Their son, Furman, has left an interview and a memoir of their time in London, unquote. There's also a plea for more translations of Rocker's writings into English. Agrocrust X, June 9th through 12th, 2022. From agrocrust.noblogs.org. Quote, the Agrocrust X will be... Can. Dude. <laughs> All right, quote. The Agrocrust X will be the definitive answer to put an end to the mobbing and psychoterror of that mafia of psychopaths who not only carve up and destroy the forests with their machinery, but in the same act they prepare the complete destruction of the ecosystem and threaten all living beings with death. For this reason, and especially because of our instinct and our decision to be free individuals, 
agro crust has never been and will never be just a music festival, but an anarchist anti-civilization DIY encounter that includes all the possibilities of activities and actions that out of our imagination, especially also in solidarity with our comrades in prison, unquote. Tell your friends, but only in person, I guess. Vandalism in memory of Sean Kelleher. From mainstream media, KGW8 by David Mann. Quote, on Tuesday night, two years to the day, a group gathered outside the Justice Center on Southwest 3rd Avenue and Southwest Main Street for the memorial. Independent videographers at the scene tweeted videos that showed exploding fireworks, then broken windows and fires in trash cans in the area. KGW confirmed that windows were broken at Moda Tower and other buildings near the corner of Southwest Alder Street and Southwest 2nd Street. Police responded to the scene and the marchers reportedly dispersed, unquote, Man notes that there haven't been any arrests in this murder. Attacks in solidarity with accused anarchists. From Rattle by Creton. Four links to videos and responsibility claims for attacks against a tax office and a bank in solidarity with prisoners G. Kalatzidis and N. Mataragas or Mataranga, depending on which spelling you believe. Solidarity with Kopi Plots, Kopi Blight. From Anarchist Communist Min Jin by Black Freighter. Min Jin, a.k.a. Brisbane, Australia. This is an anti-gentrification statement supporting a Berlin squat that is at risk. Quote, squatted since 1990, Kopi is an alternative community that houses roughly 50 people and their children, some of whom have lived there since birth. Kopi is a significant part of Berlin's alternative culture, having played host to thousands of solidarity shows and musical acts from across the world, and contains an alternative cinema, an info shop, band rehearsal rooms, sports spaces, a bar, and community kitchens. Next to the building itself is Kopi Plots, a community of around 30 people living in construction wagons. Kopi and Kopi Plots are at the heart of the city's antagonistic counterculture and are potent symbols of resistance to the neoliberal status quo. Kopi Plots is currently scheduled to be cleared on October 15th to be redeveloped into loft apartments and luxury student residences, unquote. A fine article, just ignore the simplistic class references. Anathema, Volume 7, Issue 6, from Anathema out of Philly. Always at least a few good things in this publication that includes local events and issues with continental and or global analysis. This time there's a piece on boycotts as striker solidarity, rejection of the ongoing state floundering about COVID, a few different flyer ideas, housing and gentrification in Philly, flooding in Philly and climate change, and a thoughtful review of the first five episodes of season two of the popular podcast It Could Happen Here with acknowledged anarchist host Robert Evans, which is its own post, so just wait a minute. Prosecutors drop anarchist terror charges against a drug dealer from independent.co.uk by Lizzie Dearden. Mainstream media article on Toby Schoen pleading guilty to drug charges while terror allegations have been dropped. Quote, during a hearing at Bristol Crown Court on Wednesday, however, the Crown Prosecution Service, CPS, offered no evidence on charges of providing a service to allow others to read material that encouraged acts of terrorism, fundraising for terrorism, and possessing information useful to a terrorist, unquote. He has been sentenced to almost four years for dealing, etc. Would you like a glass of water? I'm fine. Leave me alone. <coughs> Update. <laughs> COVID. Ah!
<laughs> Update on the situation of anarchist comrade Toby Schoen from Enough is Enough 14. There's not much info here, but solidarity statement for Toby, who of course was part of the site 325.nostate.net. There's not much info here, but solidarity statement for Toby, who of course was part of the site 325.nostate.net. This statement was apparently put out before the sentencing. Our position on elections from anarchist communists, Min Jin, by Izwed Tigjin. And comms supporting direct democracy, which is the voice of the people and not possible within capitalism, real change will only come from the empowerment of the working class. Here is the opening paragraph in case you're getting excited. Quote, anarchists are often characterized as being opposed to elections or the vote. Yet anyone who has spent any time in an anarchist or anarchist-inspired organization will tell you that voting is our favorite pastime, one which we take almost any opportunity to undertake. Rather than being opposed to elections, we would love nothing more than to see them expanded throughout all levels of society. In fact, anarchists should be considered as the most strident proponents of elections and the vote. Unquote. They definitely have gotten my number. Jesus. Mm -hmm. It could happen here. A review. A review from Anathema. Evans gained popularity before Slash without mentioning being an anarchist in the first season of this podcast, in which he explored in each episode various possibilities for civil war within the U.S. Before January 6th made that possibility pop in a different way. This season is about environmental devastation, and he outs himself as an anarchist, but might have been easier for some of us to listen to him without that gloss, honestly. This reviewer rejects Evans' simplistic and ahistoric analysis of possible responses to such disasters. Quote, On the one hand, he promotes a conflictual strategy to supplement mutual aid, the mass strike. On the other hand, he denigrates a nihilist tendency that he imagines will appear within the coming disaster, only to recklessly light fires and break things. While that might sound fun, Evans is not down. The distinction he makes between the positive projects of strikers and nihilists appeals to the contemporary fashion that divides everyone into two camps, good protesters and bad protesters. It also fits snugly within contemporary sectarian battles in anarchist scenes. It is strange to me that Evans can't envision a future without splits between a nihilist faction and a social anarchist response. Even in this science fiction scenario, the lines of the fragmented anarchist scene remain unaffected, as if these divisions were permanent and transhistorical. It is conceivable to imagine a future uprising where strikers shut down workplaces and rioters light fire simultaneously. Evans just doesn't try. Unquote. One of the better pieces in this issue of Anathema. Constructing Anarchism's Anarchy as Criterion from Libertarian Labyrinth, Sean continues to work his project a project that we could all work on individually and together to some benefit, but probably won't, if only because it's easier and maybe more fun for most of us to get by without thinking some things through. The language here is not designed to be easy to understand, but it can be entertaining and informative to be privy to the ponderings of thoughtful people. Quote, while we may not feel that putting an end to exploitation and oppression is a project that should be associated with chaos or disorder, it's hard to escape the sense that, if we are speaking the language of the people, our task is probably to confront the fact that given existing systems and the pervasive effects they have on our sense of what is natural and possible, that association is going to be hard to avoid. And we should confront that fact as directly as possible. A slogan like, anarchy is order, perhaps opens a new conversation, 
but it's up to us to make the apparent paradox intelligible, unquote. Of course, some of us don't like that anarchy is order slogan, but that doesn't negate the point. Bastard Conference 2021 from Anon. Quote, anarchy considered as a continual going beyond, beyond the constraints of power, the limits of imagination, beyond morality, identity, metaphysics. Anarchism as exceeding the progressive managerial impulses of politics towards new anti-political horizons. Accursed share, decadence, transgression, waste. William Blake reminds us that the road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom, for we never know what is enough until we know what is more than enough. That is precisely what we'd like to consider this year. What is more than enough? Unquote. The Bastard Conference has become extremely small in the past couple years, so much that calling it by the same name is kind of misleading, but hey, anarchist theory thumbs up, right? We are what we always were from Gods and Radicals by Christopher Scott Thompson, a response to a thoughtless piece by Reed Wildermuth on how terrible anarchists are called What Happened to Anarchism. This response is from someone within the Gods and Radicals stable and speaks to hurt feelings as well as refutations of some of Reed's points about Antifa maybe even more than the digs against anarchists. Both Reed and Christopher seem to slide over the territory between those two groups as if they've been hit with that grease spell that makes people fall down. Anyway, the bulk of this response is to say, not the people I know, which is fair, but just as anecdotal as what it's complaining about. Christopher does make a few good points about some of Reed's crappy reasoning. It's sad and hard to watch friendships or at least friendly relationships break apart. Bad memories, right? Anarcho beef people. I need to change my Twitter bio. <laughs> From emptyhandhistory.com, a blog site with, quote, thoughts on anarchism, autonomy, and histories of resistance, unquote. Reflections on anarchist veganism and animal liberation thinking from 1986 to 1989. Quote, I wanted to share a quick anecdote about the debates over food and animal liberation at these convergences. They offer a window into the evolving values and ethical norms of the anarchist movement at the time. Anarchists developed a commitment to fighting all forms of oppression, hierarchy, and domination, including of other species, rather than solely focusing on capitalism and the state. Unquote. This ignores that anarchists have been talking about more than capitalism and the state way before the 1980s, so this historical piece doesn't seem accurate or trust trustworthy from the jump. Abolition and the Threat of Reformism from its Going Down, an announcement of a Twitch event on October 23rd, a panel discussion hosted by Forest City Anarchists with three speakers. One, a Fanonist Jamesian communist, I am quoting, one, an anarchist member of RAM, Revolutionary Abolition Movement, and one anarchist author and organizer. Oh my. Mm. Responsibility claim for an incendiary device. From Rattle by Cretan. The planting of a device in Chile. Quote, The detonation system was powered by a 9-volt battery which, when the circuit was closed, had to heat a resistor that in contact with the powder would cause the fuel to ignite. We do not know the reason why the explosion did not take place, since the information released in the press about the characteristics of the device is falsified. The system had already been put to the test, but we think that what could have failed was the battery, or if not... The device was de deactivated before its detonation, unquote. Prisons on Fire, Destroy the CRA, from sansnom.noblogs.org, translated by Act for Freedom Now. 
So this seems to be a mainstream media story about vandalism of an art exhibition, an exhibition put up by a group for abolishing the death penalty. Lithographs, photographs, etc. were spray painted with ACAB and so forth. CRA stands for the Center for Administrative Retention, if I'm doing that right. So some kind of parole board or something. Quote, for the association that had been working on the project for nearly a year, this is a disappointment. The inauguration, which was to take place this Saturday at 2 p.m., has been canceled. All the panels that have been removed from the wall. The city services spent more than two hours cleaning up. Christian Gentillot, the president of Chante Justice, says he is bitter, unquote. Join the club, right? Sans nom sounds like a hunger strike. It does. Audio and video. Readings from Paul Z. Simons from Immediatism.com. Quote, two additional Paul Z. Simons texts have been made available on Immediatism.com. An anarchist affection for democracy identifies the tension between anarchists who believe direct forms of democracy have utility and those more nihilist-oriented who believe it has no place. The latter group, as described by Simons, are more concerned with destroying all structures of power regardless of whether they are horizontal, as direct democracy is described in this essay to be. In a moral universe there are no anarchists, is Simon's expression of support for a fellow writer suffering under accusations from within the anarchist milieu. Unquote. Fire from below, from It's Going Down, an hour and 42 minutes. A historian talks about historical anarchists and the idea <gasps> that we can learn from people who have lived before us. Didn't get too far here, but it was nice that Zoe didn't claim to have the definitive definition of anarchy. I recognize that it's a low bar for pleasantly surprised, but you know. This week's podcast was sound edited by Greg. What's new was written by Chisel and read by Chisel and Chuckles. Thumbs up. We thank Ock Dogs for reading the poem. We hope this podcast is useful to and fun for anarchists and anarcho-curious. Give us feedback and constructive criticism by email at podcastanarchistnews.org. For more information, you should some good commentary. See you at your favorite non-sectarian anarchist site with commentary anarchistnews.org. Bye. Bye.